Hey guys, welcome back to the third episode of Offline Hollywood, where, of course, we were talking about the third episode of Game of Thrones, which is the Battle of Winterfell. But what was the actual ep- episode title called? I actually don't know. I was just going to ask you I that. Because I... I checked yeah, I didn't look. Here, we can pause. You can continue talking, no, and right. I will look that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'm Will. This is Lindsay. You know who we are. We are going to be talking about everything Game of Thrones, and it is going to be so much fun. Um, so this was one of the most hectic episodes, and it was built up. Um, you know, it's been talked about for around a year that they were filming this huge battle with massive budgets, and it took you know over a hundred nights to actually shoot. So we're now finally going to find out what our thoughts were because we haven't actually talked about mm-hmm. it. So, um, have you found out the title of the episode? I'm looking. I think it is a battle of Winterfell. So let me have a look. Um, the Long Night. Oh, The the Long Night. Oh, so the Long Night. The Long Night. Which is very funny because the first thing I see is, was The Long Night too dark to watch? Uh, yes, it we, was. Yeah. Let's, let's start <laughs> with that. Um, yeah. How was that for you? Because did you, so when it comes out by you, uh, it's a little bit different time-wise. Yeah. So was it dark? Well, like the cinematography? Well, because it comes out on... Sky, which is like the UK version of HBO, but right. I have this. It's it's a subscription service called Now TV, which is essentially like Netflix in the sense that you get all of like the content on Sky, but you don't get like the broadband or like or like phone with it. So, okay. and when they stream shows on that, in general, it's so much darker. So, we mm. have to, so like I have to like change the the uh, TV settings. On everything when I'm watching something on uh, now TV. So with this episode, I could barely see anything because I watched because I came home from work at like four and I came home and it was still and it was sunny out and I just watched it. I had to close the curtains. I couldn't see a thing, but it wasn't so yeah. bad. But at first, I was like, I couldn't see a single thing. No, that's how it was. So it comes out at six p.m. Um, in Seattle and it was still bright out and I couldn't see anything and I, I at first was like well maybe it's just like you know it's sunny out it's a glare and all that but then the internet apparently everybody had problems with it so that was kind of a bummer but that's okay because I feel like I still saw the majority mm. of it it sounded great oh it my gosh it sounded amazing so yeah. <laughs> at least at least we got that this the soundtrack was like so freaking fantastic that final piano piece that really, re- oh my really gosh. reminds me of Light of the Seven, which was the piece used at like the end of season six when, oh right yes, before the um sept blew up, like it was uh-huh. that uh-huh. piece. I found it was a beautiful piece. That's already out on on a Spotify, so I've been listening to that all day. Um, but what were your overall thoughts? Then we'll go into detail. Yeah. So I, I mean, so okay, I have this weird thing where when I watch battle scenes, um, I just fall asleep. It's very strange. Like, watching Marvel movies is generally very difficult for me because my brain just automatically goes to sleep. Um, This is the first battle thing I've ever watched from beginning to end that has been this long. I mean, because Game of Thrones has had battles in the past. um, But this is... I mean, I guess I actually fell asleep, though, during Battle for the Wall and Blackwater. But this is the only one that I've ever stayed awake fully for from beginning to end. And I was super engaged the entire time. So, like, as an episode, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really awesome and cool from like a storytelling point of view. I'm a little confused, but I think we'll get into that in this episode. Yes. What were your thoughts? Um, I loved how how it was structured as the first like section was tension. 
and, and like suspense mm-hmm. where, where you actually couldn't see the white walkers so it was it was like building up slowly oh, so cool i think when we because like a lot of people on twitter were saying how it was really dark obviously they intended it to like be dark so we uh, so we can see but we did struggle to see anything so i think they need to yeah but <laughs> i did like the fact that you couldn't see the the you just didn't see them marching towards winterfell in that kind of like basic style so i i, I like that then we kind of went on with the battle. Then we came into a, into a sequence with Arya in the library and going through Winterfell, which was like more like uh-huh. horror film esque. And then like the final part, we had like a big action film. So I liked that setup. I really enjoyed it because with most battles, if it goes on for like too long, a bit like you, I get bored because <laughs> it's just endless fighting. So I so overall, I'm very happy with it. But a few skepticisms when it comes to like how they handled the end in a sense i still loved it but mm. it felt a bit fast yeah yeah in that sense i think that we'll get i hope we get some more next week um so we have a little bit more closure there but i'm totally with you it did feel kind of fast yes also i yeah i, I know this sounds silly in a world of dragons and ice zombies but it it kind of felt a bit un, unrealistic in the sense that our main heroes still survived, apart from two or three. Right. Like, it would have... That is... You know, I th- Sam should have died. Oh, my gosh. Well, we don't. We didn't see him at the end. But I assume that we would have seen him die if he was going to die. Yeah. Because we yeah. all saw him lying down, just crying, when there are whites everywhere. You right. You were telling me that right. a single zombie saw him and didn't kill him, you know? In a sense. Yeah. No. It was strange. I was hoping that we would get more of that, um, that, like, we don't know. Like, you, uh, that, that there was more stakes involved. Um, it felt like there should have been more folks that died besides the few that did. Yes. Like, even at least, like, because I would have enjoyed Podrick saving Brienne and Podrick dying. Something like mm-hmm. that. Then that would have been much, that would have really hit me because their relationship has really grown. But, Right. Who died? We had Ed. Yep. I uh, Liana. Liana, who had one of the best death scenes. Um, yeah. Jorah and Theon. Yep. That's it. I felt Jorah's mm-hmm. death scene felt it was it wasn't I don't know it didn't hit me which is strange because he's been there since really? the very start. Yeah, I just don't have a connection to Jorah really. I think that um, maybe it's just like my personal thing is as a human, I've always found him incredibly creepy and weird and, um, strange. Uh, great actor though. Great actor. But, um, so I, when he died, it felt like very, like he lived his purpose. Yeah. Um, and like he died defending Daenerys, which really, I mean, that journey with the two of them has been really interesting, but I didn't cry from it. No, I didn't cry at all this episode. Which I thought I was going to. I was like planning to be an emotional wreck between that and Endgame. Um, yeah, like this is yeah. a heavy weekend <laughs> for entertainment. Like, Whew, so much. Just good, just to divert off just for a, just for a second. What were your thoughts on Endgame? Um, it was probably the most brilliant like movie I think I've seen. Like from all like okay, that's not true. There are a lot of really brilliant films out there, but like I can't believe that they were able to tie it together so well. In tw- like twelve years of storytelling, yeah, I can't. Think and I was yeah. sobbing. Like we don't have to go into the details because 
people are like, oh my gosh, this is Game of Thrones, it's not Endgame. Um, and and uh, and like spoilers and stuff. But the ending of it, I was I was sobbing. I do have to admit, I barely slept in the last like week. <laughs> I just got back from traveling, and so I fell asleep when they uh, for a large portion of the middle. <laughs> Um, I can't think of a better way that they could have ended that film. And I I cried too. I cried too. Um, Oh my gosh. I can't wait to go see it again. I'm probably going to later this week. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I I couldn't believe how little battle there was in that. Yeah. But that's what I like. It was was pure character. That's what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. It was was really good. But I don't want to get into that too much because I will literally talk about that for hours. Anyways, let's not do it all. Let's not do it. But yes, it was very good. But um, Endgame, I thought that Battle of Winterfell was going to like destroy my heart more um, just because I'm so much more invested in Game of Thrones. I mean, I love Marvel, but uh, Endgame like just ripped my heart and just like threw it on the pavement. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Which I would never think that would happen if someone said said that to me like three years ago that a Marvel film would have like a bigger impact than a Game of Thrones epic battle. I was like, no, it's not. It's Marvel. They're just comic book films. Right. Uh, uh, I know. But I have to say that, I'm saying that because we both agree that Game of Thrones has become a lot more Hollywood in the style that not many people die. And it's it's a bit like the character's about to die and then someone just comes and saves them. But I genuinely thought, I literally, going towards the end of, of, of this episode, I genuinely thought, it crossed my mind that the White Walkers c- could actually win, and it could actually end oh, on this on yeah. this bleakest end where all of this, every single Stark dies, and they and they yep. carry on marching down to um, a King's Landing. I genuinely thought that that uh, that could happen. Like same, so, and I, that was really good on them for like being able to raise the stakes that high. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> because yeah, I thought that as well. And I never thought I because. I never thought that, but then uh, during this, like they're actually in deep shit. There's there's no way that they can uh, uh, come out of this, but they did. Right. Um, but yeah, Jorah's death didn't hit me, which is a shame because I feel that his character should have died with the grayscale story. I think. I th- Interesting. I think, that, I think if because he kind of because he because with Dario Naharis, he was left back in Marine. Is it? He was left there to like mm-hmm, safeguard mm-hmm. that. So all of her like older companions were kind of like being like phased out. And I think Jorah's yeah. end, like just like a, a slow death, would have been better because him coming back, he he didn't have much to actually do, really. He didn't. He has, but if he hadn't dialogue. been there, technically Daenerys probably would have died. Exactly. Yeah, that is that uh, that is true. Yeah. So, because I, I think the thing that uh, started to get really clear to me. Um, in this episode. Well, beyond the fact that I think that there... Okay, so I think a lot of the story is missing from this episode because George R. R. Martin hasn't written it yet. So I think, like, when the books... Please, dear Lord, hopefully he finishes the books. Um, I think that when this comes out in the books, we are going... There's going to be so much more that's there. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this show, we've barely talked about Azora High and The Prince Who Is Promised and... Um, we haven't talked about those at all, barely. And I think there's a lot more magic going on and there's a lot more prophecy going on than um, in the books than what we're going to get in the show. And I felt like in this episode, it made it very clear to me that there is definitely like prophetic work going on and this story is a legend as opposed to just a story. And, and that really hit home with the way that the characters died that they did, because they had these epic character arcs. These are the stories that you would read to your children that 
they will go down as infamous. And so that was interesting because I haven't felt that way yet with the show. And I'm excited to see the next three episodes have to to bring with that. Yeah, I completely agree. Because they're... I think it's tough to tell a story when you've literally limited yourself to only six, six episodes. And, two, and mm-hmm. two of them building up and focused on a battle. So, yeah. I mean, with the Lord of Light, like the Red Woman, Melisandre... Oh, yeah, we didn't count from, We didn't count her and the people that died. She died. Oh, <laughs> she died. Also, um, I, I always forget his name from the Brotherhood Without Banners. He died too. Oh, Beric. Beric, da- also Beric, also Beric Dondarrion died. also died. Yeah. Um, but she came from nowhere. And so oh, yeah. Had, like the Lord of Light moments where like all of the the Adothraki swords they lit up that was a very epic moment but it's like there's um, so we haven't cool. really found out about the Lord of Light except he can resurrect people and there's and he's like a fire go- we haven't in the books it's obviously explained mm. so much more but the show doesn't touch on details also right changing other topic Bran I don't get his purpose now because i genuinely always mm-hmm. thought that he had something to, to do with the uh, with the night king and then yeah he kind of vanished off and went into crows and then like saw like the dragons fighting but he didn't do anything i dope. don't understand what he was doing i'm i'm yeah i'm very confused i think that those 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 points you just touched on i'm like hmm this is a little confusing like also, Melisandra coming out of nowhere, like literally walking out of nowhere. And she had left, drag- last we saw her was in Dragonstone. She went across the sea. Um, and then now all of a sudden she's in the north? Like that was very confusing to me. Um, it took Daenerys six seasons to get across the sea. I mean, come yeah, on. it doesn't matter apparently anymore in this show. Like we can just we can just travel real quick. Oh, man. Um, technology has clearly advanced oh, yeah. in the civilization. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, that was interesting for sure. And I am also confused about Bran. The only thing that I'm hoping with this, with the, I'm, okay, so kind of going back to what I just said about like the prophetic nature of the story and how it felt very legend, yes. um, is that if if that's true and the next three episodes really lean into that and we find out more about the the gods or the the like more like magic aspect of this world i could see bran dying in order to save the world of men from like that because the three-eyed raven i mean i think we've got to find out that bran has screwed with more history than just with hodor because that was too big of a moment that has to come back in where we're going to be able to see more things that bran has like messed up or gone back and changed and I wonder if he is going to have to die in order to prevent the Three-Eyed Raven from continuing to mess up history and hurt people. That's just one of... That could be a satisfying thing for me. Yeah. I guess. But I'm very confused about his purpose as well. Um, that makes sense, though, because he, he has to have more than... He, he has to have a purpose more than just telling people about Jon Snow's heritage. You know, he has to have a bigger purpose than just correct. that. Because... At the end of season six, they kind of like teased that Jon Snow was Rhaegar Targaryen, and and then they confirmed it in season seven. That's that's right. all that he's done, and Hodor, you know. So there has to be something else with him, whether he right. was involved in the creation of the White Walkers ten thousand years ago or something like that. Who knows? But he yep. has to have some sort of 
Uh, but I do like what you're thinking with how he's changing history. Something has to happen again. Because Hodor was a big well, yeah. yeah, and I think, I think too, like, um, he keeps on saying, good God, if we have to hear him say it again, like, I'm no longer Brandon Stark, I'm something else entirely. Like, he keeps on saying this stuff for a long time. And so I wonder if we'll find out more about... Um, that maybe he is, like, Bran the Builder. Like, maybe that the Three-Eyed Raven, like, comes from that lineage or something. There's got to be some other way. I'm very confused because I was under the impression that the entire point of Game of Thrones was this, like, big commentary on life of how, um, like, there's something big and looming. And as a society, we, instead of trying to fix it, like, everybody in the first, like, six seasons with fixing the Night King and, like, taking care of that. Instead, we focus on these like petty battles that really don't matter. Um, and we get really caught up in our own little worlds that then when something big comes, we don't actually get, we, we can't fight it unless we all band together. That was what I thought Game of Thrones was always about. But clearly, that is not what it is about. And now I'm like, Wah! what is it about? <laughs> like what is going to happen in these three episodes because I thought the Night King was the evil, but it doesn't appear that that's the case. Not at all. And so I don't know. No, I do agree because there has I don't know what, but the final three episodes can't just be focused on Stark versus L Lannister or Targaryen versus L Lannister. It can't just be this now because there has to be something. There has to be some sort of like epilogue with the white walker story because it's it's been built up for mm -hmm. and this is like a big complaint of a lot of people that i've seen on like on twitter that this huge you know nine-year build-up has just suddenly ended like that with aria stabbing the night king you know which i thought was an incredibly awesome scene and i love aria but oh my gosh we totally have to talk about that um it did feel but yeah rushed. no i'm totally with you it did feel rushed. yeah I hope that next episode... Okay, because so Bran, Bran was clearly in the his vision for a long time, and we... I'm not convinced that he was just in the Ravens the entire time. something else. Um, and I wonder that if, yeah, if he was seeing something else, and now that the battle's over, if we'll get a flashback into what he was seeing. I hope so. Like, some historical component, because the thing, like, so when I do, like, uh, like uh, my script editing for my like day job like when I'm helping people like write stories and come up with them like the one thing that you can't that doesn't really work in in stories in my opinion is just a looming villain that's a looming villain without any kind like without any stakes really involved um, without any kind of emotion I mean not to reference uh, Marvel again the thing that's what Marvel did so brilliantly in Infinity War is that Thanos was the protagonist of that story and so he wasn't just a villain, a villain with, with no purpose. And I think that at this point, I'm a little like, the Night King is a villain without purpose. Yeah. And that bothers me. Because that seems very un-George R. R. Martin. So I think there's got to be more, and I'm really hoping that we get it, and that it's somehow linked to everything that is going on down in King's Landing. It definitely has to be, because for a, for a villain like the Night King that physically cannot talk... You need some sort. Right. You need someone like Bran to explain the, their purpose, you know, because that's what he's yeah. that's what he's been good for. Um, and I think that's what kind of makes the White Walkers seem a, a bit um, less fearful because they can't talk, they can't explain anything, or you know. But but mm -hmm. someone could argue that's you know that's what makes them more to, like more 
I'm, I'm more fearful because they can't talk. So, but um, I mean, I just don't. I just feel that even though I really enjoyed the episode and all these mm-hmm. little character moments, like with the hound who was terrified for like a good five five minutes. Oh my is, gosh, that was great! Um, yeah, it was quite rushed, and I think. For the three episodes that we've done, that's been our main complaint. This all feels rushed. Mm-hmm. This all feels too fast. But um, mm-hmm. we did co- we, we did also kind of predict that the possibility of the White Walkers actually being stopped from from uh, this episode, and then the final three are just focused on Cersei and John and John and 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 we were right. Um, yeah, but you are right. There has to be some some form of conclusion with this or explanation i hope gosh i hope there is like i hope we just yeah like hope we just don't jump down to king's landing um it doesn't look like we're going to based on the next week's like preview it looks like we're going to be up in the north still Mm. which is so weird um we must be in the south some as well but yeah i'm like uh very i'm very intrigued um about all of it for sure because it just seems like a little interesting. The other thing that I do think is fascinating, though, is um, the uh, um, sorry, sorry. Uh, is the uh, the thing that Melisandre said to Arya again. Like, how did you feel about like the whole like Melisandre and Arya? Because if you can't keep on talking about the end, so let's like talk about it. Like, how did you feel about Melisandre and Arya coming back together? Because I it caught me off guard straight away because. Okay. When she appeared out of nowhere, I was like, oh, wait, okay, she's here. Um, but I don't know, because they only met briefly in season two. So, um... Right. But I've, I've never liked Melisandre, though. I've, like, not right. many people do. And, I mean, it was it was quite a good... I did like it when she said Avalamogulis to a Grey Worm, because we, we haven't heard that phrase in in some time. And when she said, what do we say to the god of death, to Arya? But I just, to be honest, I like, because I watched the uh, Burlington Bar reactions on YouTube um, of, of, a, of a game of mm-hmm. I enjoy them. But it's, um, when Melisandre and Arya, like, met, they were all cheering about it. I was like, okay, I wasn't, I don't know, I just felt. You didn't get it? I, or you, did, you wasn't in your jam? No, it wasn't. And I, I don't know why. Okay. Oh, what about you? I mean, I loved it. I, like, freaked out. <laughs> um... I did. So I freaked out because, like, when they met in season two, like, Melisandre pulled her face and is like, there's a great darkness in you. You're going to close many eyes. Brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes. They're all going to shut forever. That blue eyes Whatever. bit I did like, though. I have to say. That was pretty cool. When she said blue eyes, I oh. And, yeah. I was like, that is awesome. And the other thing that is interesting is that I didn't catch it in season two. But when she said it here again, it had different weight. But Cersei's eyes are green eyes. Okay, if she, <laughs> right, if she kills Cersei, along with the Night King, she will be ever known as the greatest Game of Thrones character ever. Like she already is, but she's yeah. higher because. But I don't see her killing Cersei. I don't know. Okay, I kind of so I do. I would somehow. I, I, would I don't love know how it would to. work. I would love her to, but I don't see her killing the Night King and then Cersei. I just don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Then? So here is here's my thought that if okay, I don't know how it would work. But I think it would be super epic for um, for her to wear Jamie's face. 
and for her to kill Cersei. I also think though that Arya, I think that Arya would be successful in killing Cersei, but I think that Cersei might kill Arya in the process. Um, and uh, that is interesting. I, I mean, Arya clearly has way more of a purpose than we ever imagined. I mean, if we're gonna talk, if we want to talk about like the like the three big the three big legends and uh, Game of that exist in the Game of Thrones world or the prophecies, excuse me, like she technically could be an argument for Azor High. Yeah, she's a stronger claim to that than anybody else. My whole thing with it though is like. Melisandre clearly didn't understand who Azor Ahai was because um, she thought it was Stannis. And then, I mean, I, she just didn't understand who it was. And she looked into Arya's eyes and saw that. So you, I would have felt like she would have, you know, yeah, been able to say that. And Beric, I mean, she didn't have a flaming sword. Beric Tondarian saved her with his flaming sword. I don't know. Um, I think that she's got more going on. Then we realize, and I'm excited to see her characters. I feel like for a while we've like really stinted her. Um, the other thing I will say is that all of the idiots that exist in this universe that can't get over the fact that a girl killed the white, oh, the white walker need to like go join us in 2019 and stop being sexist, well, other people misogynistic that actually think that? jerks. I haven't seen any. Tw- oh yeah, it's all over Reddit. Oh, uh, I see. I don't go on to Reddit because it's a garbage Reddit place. Reddit is, is just full of bald-headed 50-year-olds living in their parents' basement. That's all right. I see Reddit users are. Yeah. I just don't go on that. But people are, like, upset by it. And I'm like, I just... And I think also, like, maybe, I mean, like, we've talked about this, like, in another podcast. On my podcast, we talked about, like, how, like, people just are so dumb when it comes to, like, sexism and in, like, uh, this kind of storytelling. But, like, that's incredible, like, crazy to me that people are like, some small girl killed the White Walker? That's stupid. What? Why? It's pretty she's dope. She's had a crazy. She's had years of training. Yeah, she's had so crazy. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand so, that. But anyways, I'll digress. No, that's, I haven't seen that. That's, that's actually shocking because <laughs> I don't use Twitter except for when I want to like find out people's opinions because like I have it, but I never, I never tweet. But if it's like a Game of Thrones episode, I, I want to sure. see people's reactions. Yeah, I don't either. All I see are just positive Arya. I think because yeah, people yeah. love Arya, but I think Reddit it makes sense because it's yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's um, that actually shocks me though because Arya well anyway I don't want to get against because people are people are very stupid and they just can't yes. shit about, no the, 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 uh, the white male has to win no he doesn't fuck off what right, what right. would we say <laughs> exactly. what would we say um, so yeah that was um, that oh, was yeah. that was a long Pretty tangent I, I was excited about Melisandre and Arya being reconna- reunited and that whole original, like that this the vision that she had of Arya, and I'm interested to see what happens with her going forward. Like, if, like she clearly has a bigger role to play, and if she kills Cersei, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I did like the scene um with Melisandre because I do- I just didn't I just I don't know what it was whether it was I haven't seen that season two episode in a long time, so I didn't. That could but be. I just I don't know. I just, I just don't like Melisandre as a character. I find it I find That's it fair. irritating. Um, but I I did like yeah. <laughs> her conversation last season with Avaris in Dragonstone, and I when she said it was something like you and I must die in this in this country. So she's dead. Yes. So Varys is he has he is going to die at some point. He's coming. He's going to. Yeah. But saying on Arya, I think. When you t- when you said that she should kill Cersei, I would love to love to see that, and I don't see it happening, but it could because she mm-hmm. still has her list. 
You know, it's it is a shorter list, and what I think will happen because I think one thing everyone is looking forward to is Clagain Ball, Mountain vs the Hand. Oh my gosh! This will happen. It'll happen. It's in like gotta the final happen episode now. Or the, or the or the penultimate oh one. Oh my gosh! It's gonna thing. be crazy. I think that the Hound will kill the Mountain, but the Mountain yes. will but the Mountain will fatally wound the Hounds, and Arya uh-huh. will will mercy kill him. I think Arya will will be there and she will mercy kill the hound just to put him out of pain. And then that's the hound off her list. I think that's what I want to see. That would be absolutely incredible. And how it like it's very full circle and comes around. Yeah. Instead of leaving him there, she Oh my gosh, that would time. be really incredible. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the writers are Dang. hopefully the writers did that, because I'm praying that they have. <laughs> I'm praying for that one. <laughs> Who knows at this point? Yeah, that's oh my gosh, that'd be really cool. Um, the other character death because actually on Twitter I noticed a lot of hate for Sam. People just so sad. They did not like He's Sam in this episode. They found him so irritating, and they said that he was that they should have had a Gilly out there instead. She uh, she would have done a much a better job fighting, and he's the reason that Ed died. And it was. But Sam's character, he's brave, but at this point, he that that bravery went. Like the hound was terrified beyond belief. Arya was terrified. You know, yeah. everyone was so scared. And um apparently, because the shot of when we saw Sam crying on the floor, mm-hmm. that was John Bradley West um actually improvising that. So like oh. during filming there were no more like a, a stunt guys like a fighting him. So then he just he just uh, sat down and and just started crying. And then the camera's panned onto him apparently, which I think oh, is really really cool because that that's very in yeah. in, in Sam's character. Acting. Yeah, acting one on one. That's it. But that's in Sam's <laughs> character. Um, right. But I would have I would have found it a bit more realistic if he if he died. Even though I don't want him to, but I think right. Um. But because. Obviously, a lot like all of the Unsullied, apart from a Grey Worm, are, are basically dead by the looks of it. All of the Dothraki yeah. are basically dead, um, and most of the Stark soldiers are gone. All the Northern soldiers, they're all gone. But in so because by yeah. the look of it, at the end of the at the end of of the episode, it was literally just Jamie, Brienne, Podrick, Sam left, and then but then in the preview we saw like a few soldiers like recovering. So it was mm-hmm. it made it look a bit. You know, like everyone had died, but they're not. Um, but I, I did like that um, Tormund standing on on those on the pile of a, of a dead bodies, silhouetted, fighting them off. Because, but Tormund, he's that a, was crazy. he's a soldier. He he's just never ending <laughs> fighting. But right, I don't know. I thought that the this the the shooting of this episode was so, or the filming was super interesting. Um, like especially in the battle, how they like gave us like those just those quick snapshots of everybody and like super heroic like <laughs> moments. Um, I loved that, and I, and it made me even more nervous because when they were gone off screen for so long, it's like, oh god, did they die? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I th- I just because last episode we were. We were like very nervous about characters dying, and and how we said that we mm-hmm. that we don't want anyone dying, but now I kind of wish that someone else did. I don't know why. I'm with you. But I just kind of do because because they were up against a wall, literally fighting mm-hmm. them off. One of the whites right. must have got, must have caught them at some point, you know. 
Yeah. I think it's similar to the fight beyond the wall last season where like the stakes were super high and people were dying, but it was like the random guys who apparently were on that like tiny rock that like we didn't care about. Um, And we didn't care about. Yeah. The like there, it's not that we didn't care about these characters, but like none, none of the characters that like are crazy. Like people like are like the main ones, you know, that people like really root for whatever. Nobody died. Like, Liana did, um, and everybody loves her, but she's not, like, a major player. No, but she is a fan favorite. She's just favorite. real badass yeah. and and so cool. I love the death scene. Uh, because, oh, my gosh, it was I great. was quite afraid, like, when the giant picked her up and you kind of, like, like heard her, her um, her, like, bones kind of, like, cracking and, like, her, and, like, her, mm-hmm. like, as he was, like, squeezing her, I was like, oh, no, please... I don't want like a brutal death of a child. I didn't want to see that. Yes. Because I, because right. I, 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 I don't mind like brutal deaths of like adult characters, but when it's like a ten-year-old girl, it's like please don't show us that. But she had a good death scene. Yeah. I really liked that. She did. I know that was good. Yeah, it was. It was really great. I thought that was really well done and gave her like. I mean, she made a huge impact on the battle. Um, that was the one point. I and actually yeah. That. But my favorite, yeah. my favorite death was Theon's, because um, <sighs> he had the. I think, I can't think of a better way he could have gone out because his uh, the last words he heard were, "Theon, you are a good man. Thank you." That's mm-hmm. all that you wanted to hear. Because yeah. he's he knew that he was a piece of shit back in season two when he took Winterfell, and how he betrayed and and how he left Yara, but he got his redemption that he wanted. And I think that's perfect for him. I agree. And he also, like, Brian also told him that he was home. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was very clear he was going to die. Um, but and it was, yeah, it I think too. his character arc was awesome. And he yeah. knew it. Like, after Bran said, you are a good man, thank you, a tear fell mm-hmm. down. He just knew that he was, he was going to die. And obviously going through his mind was, was he going to die on his knees crying or just charge at the or just charge at the at the uh, night king knowing that he's about to die but he died as a as a hero so oh my god but this is like the first episode of game of thrones that was very hyper realistic in the sense that it was very slow motion the night king slowly walking up which i actually didn't mind because game of thrones tends not mm-hmm. to actually do that because they don't like slow yeah. motion much but this worked because we're finally close up with like our main villain so i think also the the music building it up that, that's what made oh my us. gosh oh. absolutely outstanding yeah um what were your thoughts on that final scene then with theon and then and then the night king and bran yeah i thought that uh, it couldn't have been better a better way for theon to go out i feel like he really got his his character generally like really came to a very clear conclusion in the end um he got that redemption that he was looking for he was able to say so much to bran and with such little like actual dialogue um I think that was really great, and he. I think it's also really poetic that he was at Winterfell. He was defending Winterfell. Um, Theon's character journey is so interesting. I think it's even probably more interesting than Jamie's, though. It's very clear now that Jamie is going to be a very big. I think what's now what's interesting is that all these people that are still left are going to be. We've, we've now confirmed that they're very important <laughs> to this story. <Yes. laughs> like they kind of got rid of the like the characters that we could get away with with losing but i think theon was probably the biggest death to me this season this episode yeah because his, his journey has been so tumultuous and with jamie like 
they, they both have been, like, very hated at times characters, but Theon, like, really went through everything. He did. Um, and I think that was a really beautiful end for him. Yeah, because, like with Jamie, there are real parallels where you hate the character, then you start to sympathize for them. But Theon has right. had the worst out of oh, most. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's so sad. But, you know... In these final two recent seasons, all he's really wanted is just to be the good person again. And that's what he got. And I think that was really good because I was, you know, I think everyone knew that Theon, Theon has to die. Yeah. But the, you are right, though. All of these surviving characters are essential. Like, if Podrick wasn't necessary in these final three episodes, he, he would have died. So, so Podrick is yeah. doing something, you know, they're all going to do something. Um but I am looking forward to it. But let's talk about, in more detail, the Arya moment then. And how she dropped that dagger and just stabbed the Night King. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> that was... I was so nervous for a second that, like, it wasn't going to work out. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, does Arya die right now? Yeah. It, was, um, it came from... I was not thinking that at all because... Obviously, we were following John as he was trying to get to Bran, but there was a huge ice dragon blocking his way. Mm-hmm. But we saw Arya run off after saying, what do we say to the uh, god of death? Uh, not today. And then there was like a 20-minute gap between that uh, that moment and then Daenerys and um, Jorah fighting, John trying to get through. Also, all of this moment that you actually forget about where Arya is. And that's what I liked. It mm-hmm. really caught me off guard. I was not expecting it at all. Because when you saw that like gust of like winds on one of the white's hair, I was like, uh-huh. I was like, what's gonna happen? I didn't know. I had no clue. I was like, no. oh my like and that shot was so good when she just appeared. So, um did you expect that? No, not at all. I mean, well, they kinda of set us up for it somehow I thought when uh the one uh White Walker turned his face to look that that was Arya, like, wearing, like, the, his uh, face somehow. Like, that one White Walker's face. I mean, it was, like, clear that she was going to try to kill him and that she had to do that. But I had no clue that she was going to, like, leap out of nowhere, looking so badass, just, like, grab onto him. That was super I thought cool. she was dead for, like, a split second because it, it did all happen so fast. Mm, yes. I thought she yes, I thought she, she would have, like, like, a split second. I was like, oh, no. But then she just dropped that dagger and stabbed him. That was... One of the greatest moments in television history, to be honest, because it was oh, yeah. that whole build so up and it came epic. from nowhere. Um, yeah, absolutely. What? Um, yeah, I, I have a question that's like different from this. Yeah, can go we, for can it. I change yeah, go it? For it. What did you? Okay, so I thought that Danny and John were super interesting in this episode, and I feel like a lot happened with them, <laughs> even though they had very little dialogue. <laughs> Um, what were your thoughts on like that whole their all their interactions and the dragon fights and all that? Well, first of all, I couldn't see half of it, so I didn't know which d- right, dragon yeah. you were actually <laughs> looking at. Whether it was it was like an ice dragon, yeah, no or, clue. You know, so, um, right. This sense because obviously they at the start they uh, they had a clear plan on what they were going to do. They were waiting mm-hmm. for the Night King, then they would fly off and then try and burn mm-hmm. the Night King. But Daenerys went early, and. It could have been so much different if if they had awaited whether that's that's bad or um, whether it's better or for or for worse. Um, with their dynamic, it was pardon the pun. It was very frosty. Um, <laughs> it was, and uh, 
obviously we'll be getting more more developments on this next week with like mm-hmm. where she stands with him and what she's ac- ac- yeah. actually going to do um but regarding them i think they still do care for each other because that uh, that was because i was afraid that like daenerys wouldn't that she would lash out and kind of just abandon this in a mm-hmm, sense and, and mm-hmm. she really sh- because she is in some sense quite stupid when it comes to like handling situations like oh, 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 when oh, yeah. she uh, killed sam's father and brother she was she should not have done that so she, she so she right. so she actually doesn't think clearly in most situations because she is very much like her father um uh-huh but when she saved john there there is a clear sense that they still do care for each other so that kind of makes me think that because everyone expects Daenerys and 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 John to have this big conflict next week, and she is just gonna leave them and or like fight them. But I don't think that she will because her, let's think about it. Her armies are basically gone now. Those Dothraki yeah. are dead. The Unsullied are mm-hmm. basically dead, apart from a few left. Um, also, I think yep. I think Grey Worm should have also died too, in my opinion, because um, mm-hmm. he was at the front and and then he just like, just got back and change the bridge but um after this i think they there'll be some sort of resolution between them i don't know what that is whether it'll be the king in the south and the king other other queen in the south and the a king Mm. in the north because that would solve so many problems because the northerners hate oh my gosh it really would hate a daenerys and (laughs) and she's not so fond of the north either so it would work so much better so what do you think about the episode in the future. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting with them. I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. Um, I think that they really did, like, grow a lot or, like, go through some challenges. It was the first time that I was like, interesting. I don't hate their storyline. That's cool. Um, I thought that it was super interesting that she tested him and to prove that he was a Targaryen and that he wouldn't burn. That was really interesting because it was like real like shady of her kind of at the same time or but like he was gonna die either either he was gonna die by a bunch of white walkers killing him or about about yeah by a bunch of whites killing him or he was gonna die from her fire so like he was doomed either way and so i guess it was a really smart way to prove like hey are you a targaryen now that he is a targaryen that'll be really interesting like what is she gonna do with that um, I don't see it being a conflict, really. I hope it's not. I hope that they're able to, like, come to some conclusion. It really doesn't seem that John has any interest in ruling no. ever. And if that's a new thing that comes up, that will be interesting because they've really, you know, hammered that home since, like, episode one, um, season yeah. one. So I think that they went through a lot. I think that Danny also realizes for the first time that she's – um not invincible like i mean i mean i mean when drogon almost died like that was crazy I thought and would. i was afraid of that yeah me too i was surprised that neither dragon died um it, it i thought it was really interesting and i think that she i think it was a really big moment for her um in some ways so i'm really interested to see how like that character journey goes for her. I still don't know. Like I, I just have no clue where the story is no, going to go the next three episodes. So it's really confusing to yeah, say. Yeah, John and Danny, they're they're not stupid people. They both know if if Danny chose to 
go against John, if they fought each other, they would both kill each other, both armies would be so, like, decimated, Cersei would then just rule all with, like, no threat. Mm -hmm. So, they're not that stupid that they would do that, because with Daenerys, because they are, they're so different in the sense that Daenerys... Daenerys limits herself with her with her temper, and John limits himself with his with his honor, where he makes stupid yeah. decisions to uh, to be honorable, even though he shouldn't be all the, all the time. He, but you know, so right. in, in that sense, so um, yeah, because at the end of last week's episode, I was afraid that you know that's their relationship done. But after this, I'm confident they are going to figure out some some sort of way to think, and I think. A king in the north and a queen in the south will be the best way to do, to do that. Um, so I like that. To end this off, where do you think we're going to go next? Or what's your ideal path? Okay, I think I've already said this in an episode. I really want to know... I want to see the third prophecy that... Um, was it Jenny the Frog? Uh, the witch that Cersei met in season five. That when she was a kid, we had that flashback, and the, the she get three she gets asked three questions, and we only saw her ask two. I really want to know what that is because I think that that's important. Um, somehow, yes. I also really want to know who the woman that the younger, more beautiful woman that would come and uh, de- to Cersei's demise that was uh, uh, prophesized to her. Um, I want to know who that is because. I don't think that it's Danny. I, I think that it's Sansa. it's Sansa. Yeah, it's gotta be right. Yeah. Like m- much more interesting storytelling, and Sansa clearly like they've been building her up to be something. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I thought all the stuff in the crypts was really weird. Um. Also, I thought that the Starks stripped all of the the bones clean so that they wouldn't wouldn't be able to be risen from the dead. But that was like I think that's like in the books. Um. So that was weird. Yeah. But also Tyrion and Sansa. Like what were, they weren't even protecting anybody. They're just hiding behind the crypts. That was weird yeah, to me. It didn't anyway. Sansa <laughs> quotes what Cersei says in um like yep from season two from the Battle of the, of, the, of the Black. That was very cool because uh-huh. I saw a lot of reactions on on a Twitter saying, "Oh, Sansa's becoming Cersei." I was like, "No, you're so stupid." I don't think She's so. She's learning from Cersei because she understands that yes. Cersei is Cersei's intelligent. But she's mm-hmm. evil, so Sansa's, le- Sansa's learned so much from her, and she knows what mm-hmm. to do and what not to do. And I think that's, uh-huh. I loved that little moment. That was very, very good, that was. Um, that was really great. Y- you were right, you actually predicted it, that um, they put all of the women, children, and like Tyrion and Varys in the yeah. in a crypt full of dead people that could be risen. Like, you were completely right, and uh, I am... I don't. I still don't understand it. Yeah. It seems really dumb. And in that sense, <laughs> I'm planning. Once again, Gilly, Masande, Varys, Tyrion, and Sansa—they all survived again. You know, so in that sense, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's it's hyper realistic. But yeah, so I am complaining, but I'm also not complaining because obviously there's you know we are going to be delving into a much more political side now, which I'm much mm-hmm. more looking forward to because. I did enjoy this White Walker story, but I didn't. I I prefer the politics of this show. I prefer I do the too. conflicts and the you know, and I just don't want pure battles from this on out. You know, I expect one more final battle. Oh my gosh, battle, right? But 
Yeah, episode five probably will yeah. be that. Actually, it is. It's directed by the same director. So, yeah. and he directs all the battles. So, it, there'll be something epic. I'm just, I, I'm so curious what that battle is gonna be now. It's gotta be. It's gotta be much more devastating than yeah. this. And hopefully, it's during the day so we can see it, like in King's Landing. <laughs> That would be the best. Yeah, that's what I want. That would be great. <laughs> great lighting. Here we go. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you want to see? Um, I want to see Arya complete her list, really. Um, I want to see Cersei killed. I want to see Euron Greyjoy beheaded, just... just oh, my I gosh, know, just, just killed in the... Just, just some sort of Ramsay Bolton, torturous, just horrible killing way, because <laughs> I just don't like his character at all. Um, Same. But... I don't want to predict how it ends because I kind of want to save that for, I don't know, for like a later episode. But also, I just don't know. I yeah. literally don't know. I know. Um, but for next episode, I want to see some form of... Towards the end of next week's episode, I want to see them marching down south. I don't want them staying in, in a Winterfell anymore. Right, I want to see them head same. south and deal with Cersei. That's what I, I, I want to see. And some sort of resolution between Jon and Danny. And I mm-hmm. also wouldn't mind actually, because I would love to, like, the Northern people to actually find out who John really is. That'd be fantastic. And that'd would be that really spark cool. some sort of civil war in some sense? But oh, yeah, I wonder what they would do if they'd pick Sansa then. See, I love Sansa too. That's the thing. Sansa's I do fantastic. too. I saw something about I forget where it was. If it was on Reddit or if it was an article I was reading. Um, about Sansa being the queen and Arya being her, uh, the hand of the king or the hand of the queen. See, that'd be pretty that great. That's perfect to me because I think I still think Jon is gonna die. I still yeah. think he is. I still I think both of them are going to. <laughs> what both Jon and and Dan- Danny. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I don't think Sansa dies. I think Sansa lives. No, I think. If Sansa ends up as, like, the queen, that would be the best character story that no one would have seen coming. Because... Oh, for sure. I wouldn't... Because, like, back in season two, three, yes, she had such a good story, you know, living in King's Landing in this, you know, fearful situation, but you would never see... But then, after this this all ends, I would re-watch this and, and just see Sansa learning how Cersei works, how, how King's Landing works, how you know, how the Lannisters fell, then, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Apparently, whatever her last scene in the show is, she, uh, the showrunners, like, framed it for her, like, the script, and it's, like, hanging in her living room, and nobody's looked at it because, like, nobody realized what it was, and it's, like, very, like, unassuming. Like, so Ooh. it's not, like, some big death no. battle, or, like, maybe they drew a picture, I don't remember exactly what it was, but... Um, I'm murdering the story, but something about the last thing that she ever, her character ever has is 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 frame worthy that would go in her living room. So I, I kind of gotta assume that she doesn't I die. Guess my imagination. Like going. I can't imagine. No, I don't see her dying. I know. Um, like I, I can't imagine you'd be like, "This is my super gruesome death, where my head goes <laughs> on a spike." You know, yeah. like I'm gonna put it in my living room. Like I can't imagine that. Um, I mean, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really curious about that. I can't wait. I'm super, I'm really excited uh, to see what happens, to see what happens next. Like, I feel like it's the first time in a long time where I've been like, oh, I just have no clue. Like, there's like, now we are in this like, what's going on place. It's kind of neat. 
Also, again, to F- and reference Endgame, similarly to how I thought about that show, also, like, 20 minutes Oh, in. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and um, now what is this okay. movie? Where are we going to go next? <laughs> um, so, yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, that's fantastic then. Thank you so much. And I think we had a great talk. Yeah. Like, we did predict that this was that like this would be good for like like a four hour episode, but I th- we yes. we both did a great job in in a condensing this out. And um, okay, you did a great. We got it under an yeah. hour. <laughs> I think we've. I, I awesome. think you said this, but um, final thing: whose death has touched you the most in this season so far? Oh, oh that's a great question. Um. I don't know. It's kind of, it's a tough one. I think Theon, because Theon just like, it just was so poetic. And uh, I'm so glad he got the closure that he needed. And we've seen him through so many things. I think that's probably mine. What I'm about the exact yours? Same. I can't think okay. of a better way that he could have gone out. He heard the words that he he had wanted to yeah. hear. And he died a hero. Right. And I did get very emotional. I, yeah. I, I didn't I cry also, though. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I did like gasp when Dolores died Dolores died because like I he's like the last of like the OGs Dolores like from the wall Dolores died oh Ed sorry oh, sorry yeah I did sorry, sorry, Dolores died. Yeah, yeah yeah I that also was like really touching and I kind of figured it was gonna happen it was such a bummer um cause he's like the OG from up there and, know, and now it's just Sam and John left now the Night's Watch is dead now yeah, yeah. oh that's a real so, yeah <laughs> well thank you so much not random zombie we but, had such, yeah. I, okay. I really I loved talking about Game of Thrones it really helps me let it all out um, plug your social media go yes. for it yeah yeah so if you want to find me um, I usually am talking about musical theater and theater education you can find me on Twitter excuse me on Twitter I don't have Twitter because um, I don't know anything about pop culture or stay up to date on things <laughs> um, I am uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Lindsay underscore Cuyaba bar Lindsay is spelt with an a um if you want to follow my uh my company over there which is a musical theater education and consulting company um you can find re-theater um at retheaterco.com or on facebook at re-theater and if you have thoughts on game of thrones or on theater or on storytelling just i would love to hear from you guys so just like shoot me a dm or yeah that'd be great absolutely and you can follow us on offline hollywood and if you're a fan of theater and game of thrones you can follow us on offline broadway on instagram and we're trying to get back on facebook fingers crossed so thanks so much Lindsay. <laughs> and um thank you we'll Will. see you guys on the, on the next episode when we talk about episode four of game of thrones bye guys <laughs>